Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! Hello, this is Roy O'Brien, and you're listening to the Glovercast. The podcast will be along in a minute, but I just wanted to say I cannot wait to come back to Hewish Park for the Legends game on May the 14th. Hope to see as many of you there as possible. Get your tickets now before it's too late. Pack the park. A huge thank you to our guest introducer, Roy O'Brien. We're introducing today's podcast. He's absolutely spot on. The uh, Legends game is right around the corner. He can't wait. We can't wait. And uh, yeah, we'll probably end up chatting about it a little bit more during this podcast. It's just the two of us this evening. I'm not going to sing the song. I got told off last time I started singing just the two of us. So it is just Dave and I. We were both at Halifax for the game on Saturday, the 1-0 defeat. And neither of us are at the game on Monday on Wheelston. So we'll kind of have a bit of a guess about that. But we can chat about Halifax, if nothing else. How are you, sir? I'm not so bad, thank you. Nice, easy trip for you and me for once. I know, especially for you. You're normally jaunting off down the other end of the country, but it must have been quite simple for you just to nip across. An hour and six minutes through the idyllic countryside of Blackburn, Burnley and Accrington. Oh, beautiful, yeah. Beautiful. Stuff dreams are made of, that is. I like it when you get to a, an away ground and someone goes, how long did it take you to get up here, lads, today? <laughs> and you go, about 20 minutes, mate. I just, it's fine, it's easy. Yeah. 
Yeah, there were a few few disappointed people in the. Uh, I, I love the name of the pub we went in before the game called the Three Pigeons. That's like probably the most northern name for a pub I've ever come across. It's very nice. They're all very very pleasant and very polite. But the Three Pigeons, yeah, they do love that pigeon racing up here, don't they? Yeah, they, they certainly do. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, it was nice. Turned up. Oh, you guys set off early this morning, did you? No, I set off about half an hour ago just into the afternoon about 10 past 12 i said off and i still got there early and then they just look confused at you and walk away yeah, yeah pretty much oh, yeah exactly they kind of look at your badge and go are you are you meant to be here yeah i'm here where's the where's the press box mate yeah, yeah. so yes um you over lost one nil and that was a bit of a shame because i it was it was a strange game it was a very weird game i had I had a slightly different view to you, obviously stuck on the, the corner way on the outside. And I'm going to pick your brain on the game a little bit because I was really confused at parts of uh, uh, d- during the game. I thought the whole thing was a strange, strange event. I want to first ask you about the atmosphere because yeah, there wasn't I, one. There wasn't one. It was dead. Yeah. Not, I'm not, I'm not one of these people that wants to sit and have a go at fans and say, if you're not supporting your team and all the rest of it, but it's like they forgot they had a drum in the home end. It turned I up. I forgot and they were third in the league. <laughs> I, 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 I said this at halftime. I thought if you'd have dropped an alien on and asked which group of fans are supporting which team and which team are in the promotion charge and a third and which team are the team that have nothing to play for, you'd, you'd question which way around it was. It was such a strange strange atmosphere especially in that main stand i think behind the goal they've got a little bit more going on but i was flabbergasted that there was just nothing nothing what did you make of it yeah exactly the same and i think it's um it's strange as well because two sides of the ground have got nobody in have they and i don't think they they ever do unless they get uh, I don't know, maybe like a Stockport or someone there might have, they might have had, had more, but I can't even believe Stockport bring more than can fill that, those two blocks that they gave us. But I think having two sides of the ground empty um, and such a big ground, I can only assume that there, there must be, there's rugby league played there as well, isn't there? Because there were markings yes. on the page. So I can only imagine that the, the rugby league team must get a lot more fans than the, than the football team do, because otherwise... It's a very, very big ground to have, but so they probably suffered a bit from that. But yeah, it was it was strange. It was almost and especially with their home record as well. You'd think that for some kind of I don't know, fearsome uh fans voice behind him, but no, I didn't really it was a yeah, it was a strange atmosphere, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was it was I I mentioned it a couple of times on air that I just oh. didn't understand. And it was like when the goal went in. There was actually some really good noise, and they kind of, yeah. they saw their team through to the end of the season. But it's like it took them eighty three minutes to do anything, and I've no idea if that was a regular occurrence or whether or not it was just nervous energy or frustration building up. But yeah, very very strange. Uh, it was it was almost a bit. <laughs> it might as well have been played behind closed doors. It was very very strange. Yeah, that was that was odd. Um, let's talk about the football. Um, what did you make of it first? I've already put my conclusions out on the website. And I was kind of wondering what you thought of it, really, because it was it was a bit of everything. It was a bit attritional at times. It was a bit agricultural at times. But there were actually some glimpses of football in there as well. And I was wondering what you thought. 
I thought there were some glimpses of football. I don't think we played an awful lot of it. I think they played some very nice stuff, but they just had no end product. The amount of times when I was trying to patch together a um, a match report that I wrote Warburton and Waters, Warburton and Waters seemed to link up really well. Mm. And, uh, and I think War- Matt Warburton would have liked to have linked up even better, but uh, he was a, quite a frustrated figure at times. But they played some really nice stuff through the middle, but didn't really seem to go anywhere. I don't remember Grant Smith having to pull off any um, you know, worldy kind of saves. We had a we had a block, didn't we? I think Wilkinson made a really good block in the first half um, for for one of them. <clears throat> but uh, and then again, the best chance of the of the first half fell to us. Mm. Well, the closest that either team came to score, which was um, was Neufeld and, and and right at the end of the first half. But really, that was just him picking the ball up, cutting inside, thinking, well, there's no pass on, I'm going to have a crack. Um, and he did have a crack and it came back off the um, off the crossbar. I mean, if that had gone in, it would have been, it would have been daylight robbery because they'd obviously had, they, it seemed like they were far more in control of the first half. We just didn't seem to get going in the first half at all. It was, um, couldn't seem to string any passes together really. And we seemed to be, battling to break them up and keep them out and and all the rest of it and then just hope that we could hit them on the break we did that annoying thing of trying to play the ball long to read and to to Neufeld which never really works for me I mean we said about Ruben Reed's not a player who wants the ball to his head and um, Josh Neufeld if you're gonna yeah if you're gonna give him the ball get him give him the opportunity to get the other side of the um, uh, the other side of the defender rather than Relying him to hold the ball up because again, that's really not what he's about either, is it? So, you know, the first half felt a bit was a bit a bit of a non-event from 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 a Yeovil perspective. Yeah, I agree. I think I said on air something like I was I was disappointed with Gorman and Diaz in the middle mm-hmm. because they seemed to spend their whole time chasing shadows of the attackers that were were coming on and never really getting their foot on the ball, and it just felt like lumper clearance, soak up pressure, lumper clearance, soak up pressure for the first 20, 25 minutes. And it was only when Diaz, not sure what happened, but something about 20, 25 minutes happened, whether it was a slight change in formation or what, I don't know, but he suddenly just sprung into life, started demanding the ball and started spraying passes around left, right and centre. And that's when we started to look a little bit more, more dangerous. And I was, I was sat there thinking this game is crying out for Matty Worthington. Really, just a bit to, more energy, just to really get going into and really snap into some tackles early doors because it didn't really feel like we had that early start that had served us well so many times. So that was a little bit disappointing. But at the same time, like you said, we kind of kept them always at, at arm's length. Um, there, I, I referred to it as basically a front six at times. They have four defenders, solid as a rock, and then there's the other six were told to just go. And sometimes the kids spent would sit and sometimes it would be green and then Matty Warburton would come back and pick the ball up off the defence, but they would just go. And I can't imagine that's particularly fun to defend against, but we did it quite nicely and restricted them to basically pot shots from, from long range, never really troubling us. Billy Waters had one moment in the box, didn't he, where he just tripped over his own shoelace. Yeah. Just inexplicably. But other than that, never really really pose us any threat and like you say if that Neufeld shot dips under different game and suddenly they're chasing and it's it becomes wide open yeah I think they they had a lot I don't know what the possession stats were but they obviously had a lot more of the ball um they saw saw a lot more and you're right I think we did because Noel seemed to be 
pressing forward a bit more after about half an hour or so. So it did feel like we we changed our um, our tactics a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I I didn't think I didn't they didn't go you didn't go in a half time and think well you can see why these have got such a good home record and why these are where they are in the uh, in 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 the division. But um, yeah, the second half. I don't know. It, it 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 got a bit better. I think. I think we we started to say Diaf got more into the to the game. There are a lot of misplaced passes from mm. uh, from from us, and we seem to be relying on Neufeld to do something, get the ball to him, and hope that he can do something. And several times he did, um, but yeah, you never really felt like we were going to get anything unless they gifted us something. They were there, unless there was a mistake. Yeah, those those passes you refer to, they felt tired mm. to me. They really did. They, they were they were the right balls. You could see the the thought processes sometimes. It was a it was a quick one too. And Jordan Barnett put a couple of very simple ones yeah, yeah. almost out of play straight away. And I think I was thinking to myself, he makes that earlier on in the season. When we're yeah. flying with confidence and everyone's feeling fresh, he probably makes that. I I, I did think we looked tired, but we, you're right. Josh Neufeld was outstanding and and clearly the bright spark uh, yeah he he's destined for the top he absolutely is when you can look that bright in amongst a fairly stale game for me there was a couple of moments the pitch was awful we were, yeah. we, we went down and you know we, we were waiting on the pitch for the post match you it was rock hard mm. it was all sand yeah it was Awful football pitch. It was a, it was a rugby pitch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a rugby yeah. pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. yeah it, it's a pitch designed for the ball not to be on the ground an awful lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not conducive to good football at all, and that in part of it makes me makes it a little bit better as to how Halifax, how good Halifax have been at home, because mm-hmm. if they can get going on that pitch, crikey, O'Reilly, it was awful. It was, it was. Yeah. They did play some good stuff, didn't they? And I mean, mm-hmm. and that probably tells you the players that they've got. Uh, because, but I don't know what your thoughts on Matt Warburton were. But I, at the end of that game, I didn't think, oh god, how did we let him go? Because I thought to myself, Matt Warburton looked in that performance, and I, I know he's had better performances than that. He looked like the player I remember him being when watching him play the over, which was someone who's undoubted quality um, creating, but just seems to be missing something and you just you always felt like there was going to be a piece missing uh with with him he did a lot of good stuff he looked quite threatening but never quite found a killer blow there was times for me that with him he was he was cutting a frustrated figure but trying to do something about it so he was a bit more fine give me the ball then and i'll go get it off the defender and i'll just do it and i'll do it all and that might have been a little bit counterproductive for him because he's got good players around him. I thought Jordan Slew was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was shocked when they brought him off. I know yeah. he, I know the guy who came on for him um, went and scored the goal eventually, but I thought Jordan Slew was brilliant and was giving Martin Little all kinds of bother. Um, so uh, for me, uh, he's got good players around him. And I, I just wonder if he tried to do too much himself. I think he, um, yeah, he, he, it was almost at times like he was, he was angry that other people weren't on his wavelength. <laughs> and, that yeah. guy, and that made him more frustrated as the game went on. Waters seemed to be, didn't he? I said there's a lot of link up between the two of them, but yeah, not um not not not, not too many others, I don't think. No, and then the goal, which I uh, it's just the worst. It's up there with one of the worst press boxes I've ever been in in my life. So there are there are fans behind you 
And in that area, they were particularly all old fans. So they couldn't exactly stand up. And I, my knees, my knees still hurt today. And as the ball gets crossed in, everyone in front of us stands up. And a huge credit to Sheridan. How Sheridan's managed to arch net her neck around and see the goal. I haven't even seen the goal. And I haven't even seen it because everyone stood up expecting a moment. And I was sat down in behind, in sort of underneath this little wooden flappy uh, school desk that I can't jump up and knock because it's got the ISDN cable that back to BBC Bristol attached. To it. Right. So I, I can't jump up, otherwise I'll knock it. Oh, you're off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I can't. I, I haven't seen the goal. It is just, right. it is just the worst. If they get promoted, yeah. they are going to cheese off some big clubs, media departments because they yeah. had, they had us and Three Valleys Radio meant to sat next to each other. We'd have been overlapping each other's audio. It was, it was horrendous. So I, I haven't seen the goal. <laughs> you might have had a better angle of it than I did. Was it a case yeah. of a ball just smashed across the face of goal and then Durnley just kind of uh, half a little half yeah. a yard? Right place, right time. Uh, and it, yeah, like you say, he found a space in the box and uh, yeah, finish, finished it. But uh, there, there seemed to be a lot coming from that side, like mm. you say, that, that right hand side, Slew, and, and and there were others as well. I can't remember who was the lad with the um, out on the in the wide position, um, the left well, back. Well, there was a few. Jack Senior went over there for a while. He was the left back, yeah. Jack Senior. But then senior, they had, that's it, senior, they had yeah. Gilmore as well, and Gilmore was in and out of the game at different stages. Mm. There were like 10 minute spells where I thought this Gilmore kid's a world beater. And then he went disappearing for 15 minutes. Mm. It was a strange, mm. it was a strange little setup. So that was a bit of a shame. Yeah. And we and we did have a pop. We did have a go. We had semi chances. Luke Wilkinson missed another header from a corner yeah. right at the death. And we had moments, didn't we? But it just never really, never really felt like it was coming, the equaliser. No. No, it didn't. Uh, and I think once we went one 0 down, I think that was the that was the way it was gonna it was gonna finish with it. Not really because we we lack effort. Uh, I don't think you can anyone could accuse us of lacking effort. I think no, no. Um, just a a, 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 bit, a bit of quality. I mean, I don't know what you thought about the um, the the Gorman uh, scenario, the foul on him because he was down. Uh, I and I noticed you put in your conclusions about that the dark arts helped us a bit because we weren't going to um, uh, beat them in a game of technical football, which I, I would agree with. I wonder whether we are the boy who cried wolf with some of these fouls because Tom Knowles did what Tom Knowles does on a couple of occasions and Dale Gorman did the same. We went down when he probably wasn't that injured and the referee stopped play on a couple of occasions. And I do wonder whether if that hadn't happened with, with Gorman uh, on a few occasions before that, whether the referee does stop the game there and gets some, because he, he, he was lying down, but I, I think the official might have looked at him and thought, oh, it's him again. He's just messing about um, and, and played on. I think we might have shot ourselves in the foot there a little bit. I don't know if you thought that. Yeah, I, I did. I think I, that's kind kind of the point I wanted to make, actually, in those conclusions, is that that was the only way to play against them. Yeah. But you got to get a bit of a balance right. And, uh, yeah, maybe. I, I, similarly with the, with the two penalty shouts, yeah. Barnett goes down so easy. Barnett's not a penalty for me, but Ruben Reed is a penalty. Yeah, I thought the same. Is an, yeah. it, that's a stonewall penalty. Yeah, yeah, because it was just week. a shove, wasn't it? A shove. Yeah. In, in anywhere, I think Charlie Lee said afterwards, anywhere else in the pitch, that's a foul. Yeah, um, absolutely. Agree. And it was Barnett, wasn't it? That went it, down. Yeah, he, 
for me, I, w- I was trying to explain it at halftime in my mind. And again, I haven't seen this back yet, so I might get proved wrong. And I'm happy to, uh, to apologize if I do. But for me, he tries to take the ball on and almost overhits it. So because the ball's going out of play, he thinks I've been touched. I'm just going to go forward and hit the deck. And it just, uh, it didn't. The point I made on air was, if that's the case, it's either a penalty or a yellow card for simulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Someone like, behind me said he's not booked him, has he? He's not booked him. So yeah, I, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind you giving, if, if you think he's dived, fine, yeah. but book him. Yeah. Like you've got to you've got to be consistent both ways there, and that was a little bit frustrating. The only thing, other thing I would say was that Del Gorman gets quote fouled a long, 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 long way ahead of our own goal. Like there is a lot of football being played between the point he hits oh, the deck. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like you can organise your defence a little bit better. Del Gorman's yeah. not going to be the person clearing that ball away on the six yard line, is he? No. So and it's not like they all stopped yeah. and started you know, remonstrating with the official, was it? So yeah, I'm not sure I buy it, but I do think I do think it could have been a foul and it could have been stopped there. Um, but yeah, I do wonder whether we, yeah, little boy who cried wolf maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Did did Tom Knowles get injured off the pitch and crawl back on? He did. He did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there, yeah, there were a few. Yeah, there was. I said to their fans on that podcast before, you will be shouting at Tom Knowles before the end of the game, and they were. The yeah. ones next to us were as well. They um. Yeah, they, they, there were a few uh, exchanges, shall we say, between some of the travelling supporters and some of the, uh, uh, the the home faithful. Yeah, well, not 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 just travelling supporters either. Uh, Sheridan went down after the game to do, start doing the press, and I was waiting to see whether or not I was needed on BBC, sort of a, a wrap up after the game. But Bristol Rovers had scored a ninety-eight minute penalty, so yeah. everyone else forgot that we existed. Um, yeah. And basically, this old this old fella, he must have been eighty that old he, he comes up to me and he just signals to me take your headphones off and he asks he goes your lot are the most anti-football horrible team we've ever played against and i was like yeah yeah we are yeah <laughs> uh, well wait till you get to league two mate then you'll have a shot <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah league two you'll be the ones doing it don't worry about that yeah, yeah um exactly. yeah. look i think i think halifax are good enough to go up Stockport are trying their absolute damnedest to not go up they are aren't they yeah what a game that's going to prove to be stockport wrexham next week by the way um, yeah. I think Halifax, if they get themselves a home tie in the in the semis, I think they're at Wembley. And I think yeah. if they're at Wembley, they've got enough players to make a moment of magic out of something. For me, as it stands, I think Halifax are the team that win the playoffs. Okay. Who else have we got in there? So you've got, uh, well, because only one goes up, don't they? So yep. let's say it's either Wrexham or Stockport then. Because, I, I, like you say, I'm not sure I, it's shooing for Stockport anymore after those last two games. So it's them, it's Halifax, it's Solihull after that? Yeah, so Solihull are fourth, Knox County fifth, Grimsby sixth, and as it stands, Chesterfield seventh. But they're doing their best to yeah. chuck it away and Dagenham are flying with a few games left to go. I wouldn't put uh, Dagenham you know, out of the equation yet at all. And no. if Halifax, if it ends as it ends now, I'd fancy Halifax at home in a yeah. one-off game against any of that quarter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I messaged Sir Lewis, one of the lads who did the um, uh, the Halifax podcast, and he said exactly the same thing. I fancy us against anyone at home, but it's a way that we've got a problem. And if you class Wembley Stadium or what is it at Wembley Stadium? No, the London finals? Stadium, the... West Ham. Okay, West Ham, right? Okay, yeah. Well, class has no way tie them, but yeah. But they'll they'll always be that team will come up, won't they? They'll mm-hmm. be in good form going into it. And it could be Dagenham. 
you know, it could be Dagenham, but I don't know. Stockport and Wrexham, I just think whoever doesn't go up out of those two automatically, I'd still, I'd still back them to be to, to have enough in a in a final against whoever they play. But there um, we go. I, I stuck my neck out on the line when we played Wrexham and said Wrexham have to win the league to go up, and I uh-huh. stand by that. Okay. If they if they're in the playoffs, they don't go up. Somebody will turn up against them and play for one game and have the plaudits of keeping the Hollywood boys out of the football league. So if Wrexham go and win the league because they've won it naturally over 46 games or whatever, then fair play, they'll absolutely deserve it. But if they're in the lottery of the playoffs, somebody goes there and, and wins, I think, because of the expectancy. We saw it when we went there. Yeah, They just expected teams to turn up and roll over for them and teams give extra against Wrexham. So for me, if Wrexham win the league, that's the only way they go up. There you go. My little crystal ball moment. That's it. He's put it on the record, folks. Remember yes. that. Anything else we want to talk about from the Halifax game? No. No. <laughs> let's move that one on. Let's forget okay. that one happened, I'd say. So let's do a little bit of, um, well, not so much news, but a few plugs. And then we're going to take a quick break, an interlude, a guest interlude, no less. And then we'll come back and talk a little bit about Wealdstone. And there are some GCQs, I think, along the way. So first thing we need to mention, Roy O'Brien mentioned it at the start of the podcast, but the Legends game is taking place on the 14th. And yeah, we're really looking forward to it. We can't wait. We're going to be there. I say we're going to be there like it's a thing. Like people are going to suddenly go, oh, your guns are there, are you? Oh, well, now I'll buy a ticket. <laughs> I, uh... I was I was unsure when Skiverton and Gall and, and Way and Johnson and we, but you guys are there. Why have I said it like that? That's stupid. But we will in some way, shape or form. If nothing else, I'll be at the bar drinking the cider. Um, so, yeah, get your tickets. It's coming very quickly. They are on sale. Eight quid for adults, is it? Four quid for a concession or something, something like that. Like that. Six quid for concessions, yeah. You can go on the website, on the ticket portal, and find them. Uh, and if you know an extra talkie, uh, Bristol City, a few ex-Bristol City legends in the Southwest Eleven, isn't there? Mm. If you know any of them, bring them along. There's, there's family tickets as well, I know. It's 20 quid, two adults, two kids, two under 16. So there you go. What a Debs Curtis. Exactly. Bring the kids. Bring what the a kids. brilliant fa- What a brilliant family day out. Yeah, do so. And of course, you've got the we've uh, got the Adam Stansfield Trophy on the line as well. Yeovil supporters taking on Exeter supporters at ten thirteen, and the main game will take place after that. So uh, yeah, uh, come along. Looking forward to it. Like I say, we're going to be there. Like it's a frigging thing. Um, <laughs> what else are we going to talk about? Oh, the oh, gloveys. Got... Gloveys. Got to... oh, yeah. It is the final countdown for the gloveys. Um, oh. The voting ends on Thursday evening at 6 p.m. And if you want to stop the Morgan Williams... I going to say, unless you're a friend of Morgan Williams and then it's over, <laughs> it's finished. Yeah, you can't vote anymore if you're a friend of Morgan Williams. <laughs> but we do want you to vote player of the season, young player of the season, goal of the season. I said uh, I said on air, I said, I'm a little bit glad that Josh Neufeld didn't put that in the back of the net because that might have uh, snuck in for a comp- contender for goal of the season and moment of the season as well. So if you want to vote, please do share those get people voting we've already had loads more votes than we did last year and we are really really grateful for that even if you take out morgan williams twitch stream followers so <laughs> that's good news oh, oh, are we all plugged out dave are we all plugged out uh well apart from our well, our guest interlude so yeah. do we now need to introduce our what, have we got a title for him should we call him a roving reporter roving reporter i like that yeah let's call him yeah that. right dave introduce our roving reporter 
Our roving reporter, you will remember from a few, uh, about a month ago, actually, it was. We had one Elliot Watts, a familiar face to most Yeovil Town supporters on, talking about Miles for Mind, the 500-mile bike ride that uh, a hardy group of Yeovil Town supporters are taking to raise money for Mind in Somerset uh, in memory of uh, the late Yeovil Town captain, Lee Collins. So Elliot is promising to give us regular updates throughout this week. They'll be back at Hughes Park next Saturday uh, for the ahead of the Bournemouth game if the Hills don't get them first. So this is Elliot's first report. There will be more through the week, so keep an eye on the, the feed. We'll be, we'll be plugging more of them out. So this is their first uh, instalment. I think they've been as far as Swindon, but over to you, Elliot. Hi, fellas. Uh, thank you very much for having us on. Uh, we've just completed the first day of Miles for Mines um, and we did 80, just over 80 miles from Yeovil to Swindon. And I'm joined by local farmer, goalkeeping coach and Yeovil fan, Tony Rich. Hi, Tony. Hi. Um, so just got a few questions for you. How did you find today, Tony? Uh, it was good. Um, 80 miles not too challenging uh first uh, 50 to lunch was a bit up and down um struggled a little bit knee was giving me a bit of jet but after lunch after we had a roast dinner yeah the last 30 miles were were good so yeah got her in one piece did you have a pint with lunch did i have a pint at lunch honestly yeah i did <laughs> tame bought us both a pint of guinness at lunchtime um tame why are you doing this ride why am i doing this ride um Obviously, being a uh, fan of Oval and in memory of Lee, it's um, a very worthwhile cause. Um, mental health is a big issue um, in every walk of life, um, the young, the old. Um, I think we've all, if we're honest, have had some experience, whether it be ourselves or family, friends that have experienced mental health problems. So yeah, it, it, it's something that touches, you know, something close to, to my heart. Um, you know, I've um, had to work with it and live with it um, over the last sort of few years um, with um, somebody fairly close to me. So, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of time and I think it's a, a very worthwhile cause. And, um, yeah, I hope we raise as much as possible. How many of these rides have you done now? Oh, gosh. I My first one was uh, pedaled from Paris, which was 2015. Um, then I did back from Durham, uh, London to John O'Groats, Ireland, and then uh, we did the uh, Battlefields in France. So I've done a few. Not yeah. scared of a few days riding. No, I'm not scared of a few days riding. Maybe the people I'm cycling with, but <laughs> <laughs> that includes me, I yeah, expect. Definitely. Um, and what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge about this ride? Have you done lots of training? Have you done many back-to-back -back days? No, I've, um, done, I've done no back-to-back -back days. I've just done single days um, once a week relying on muscle memory which is probably not great um i think the biggest challenge from a cycling perspective will be when we get up into the uh into the peak district um some pretty big hills up there i'm told and yeah that's probably the one that's gonna challenge me the most is hills i hate hills i really don't <laughs> like them <laughs> and just for the Glover's Cars fans, they'll love that I've got this in there. Um, we bumped into Charlie Lee at the football club today. He came over for a chat. He's actually joining us on that day in the Peak District. 
along with Darren Sowell. Um, so I'm interested to see how they both get there, aren't you? Yeah, I'll tow them. It's fine. It's not a problem. I'll tow them up the hill. It's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just finally, how was your group today? Did you get on okay with them all? Um, yeah, banter was pretty average, to be fair. Um, obviously, I'll, I'll, you know, give me three or four days and they'll be, they'll be on point with the banter. But yeah, no, good bunch of lads. And um, actually two groups, because I did have to drop down a group this afternoon because I was feeling a little bit um, sore. But yeah, both groups really good. Uh, the, every every person on this ride is, um, yeah, is good, good company. All doing it for a very worthwhile cause. And yeah, yeah, they're all good. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Tane. Um, we'll be keeping you up to date with updates, hopefully every day. Um, I'm lining up Mark Robinson, who works at the football club, to join us tomorrow. Um, and Glover's cast have kindly agreed to share these updates for us. So keep your eyes out for them coming regularly. Tomorrow we go from Swindon to Northampton, where we visit our first club that Lee played for. Um, Northampton are putting on dinner from us, I believe. Um, so I think we've put our orders in for that already, although there's so much going on over this week, I can't really, really remember where we're going, where, when. But it's 75 miles tomorrow from Swindon to Northampton. Um, not too hilly, I don't think. So, yeah, keep a lookout for another update on our progress. And we'll be back in the Oval before the match next Saturday. Thank you very much. Cheers, Tane. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. So thank you to Elliot. And as you heard there, he will be back hopefully tomorrow uh, somewhere in Northampton. And we're hoping that as he goes around some of Lee's other clubs, we will hear him talking to some uh, familiar faces. We'll see. We'll see who he manages to get hold of. But just uh, as a reminder, uh, you can go on to the socials and find uh, all the relevant places that you can go on and sponsor the uh, Git Pedaling Miles for Mind crew. Uh, if you go and search hashtag miles number four mind, you will find a few uh, just giving pages where you can go on and give them a donation. So please, as many of you who can do that, please do that. Lovely. Done all the plugs. Have we done all the plugs? I think that is all the plugs. Yeah. More plugs than Ian's. What is it? We're, uh, world number one re- trade Rita. He's not here to correct us yeah, as to what fine. it is. Whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah. And if you, yeah. So we've, 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 you've, you, the social media team have uh, retweeted people's just givings and stuff, right? You've, you've done all that. We stuff. have. Yeah. Elliot and Jess, as uh, his fiance, are both on there. And I think Ryan uh, Blatchford uh, has tweeted as well. And they do actually have a, an account, which is uh, Git Peddling. So it's um, uh, um, at Git underscore Peddling, P-E-D-A-L-L-I-N-G. So go and find them and you can see all the links and what you call it on there. Do it. Go do it. Here endeth the news. We are beaming into people's ears at the moment on a match day. Because at three o'clock... beam into people's ears? Well, what else do you do? We like pour ourselves like honey into people's ears what what are you doing with honey in people's ears well yeah, yeah okay yeah. honey <laughs> you can't i'm sure there's like oh uh, yeah mate this is what this is gonna, it's gonna lead into an old person's joke again isn't it but i'm sure once upon a time pouring honey into someone's ears was a way to uh talk like, to them yeah maybe yeah move on from that move on from that honey in the ears right <laughs> I've completely gone. <laughs> right. We've had the Cribs Causeway again, aren't we? Oh, <laughs> right. It is a, another busy day in the National League, and Yeovil have 
probably the first genuine, proper, deadest of rubber, dead rubbers on our hands. At home against Wieldston, 13th taking on 17th, 54 points against 46. Um, I know... He could not give a monkey's derby, I think we should call this. <laughs> El no give a crap a go. Um, <laughs> so, how do you preview a football match that nobody cares about? Briefly, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, Halifax would have taken a lot out of the players. I think that pitch, a couple of horrible journeys, took a best part of eight hours to get up. I know it was the day before, but it did take them a best part of eight hours. A fairly chunky trip back. No recovery time. Not sure what their Sunday would have looked like. Might have been a bit of a gym session. Yeah. Oh, uh, Wilston were at home, but got beat against Dagenham. I'm really not sure what to make of this. And I'm really glad I'm not in the business of having to sell tickets. No. This one because it is a tough sell. Not going to be a huge crowd for this one, is there? Even on a no. bank holiday, I don't think. No, people... no, no. there's not. So we'll take into that account and the fact that they beat us earlier in the season. Yeah. I say earlier in the season, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, do you make changes? Do you make changes yeah. if you're Charlie Lee? I, I think he probably will, won't he? Uh, I think he will probably bring in the likes of, well, some, some of those who are on the bench. I could see Ben Bradley, uh, Ben Barkley, sorry, Ben Bradley, Alex Bradley and Ben Barkley both getting a game. I could see maybe Jack Robinson hasn't played for a while, getting some time, whether it's off the bench or or not. Um, in fact, all the subs I could that from Saturday I could see getting. I could see Sonny getting some time. I could see Addy getting some time as well. I mean, what have we got? We've got Wildston, Borenwood, and Altrinum, haven't we? So uh, let's assume Borenwood still in the playoffs, or have they dropped they, out of it completely now? They they're in an awkward position where if they they've so yeah. they got a game in hand on Dagenham. Right. So Chesterfield 73, Dagenham 69, Borenwood 65, but with a game in hand. Right. As we all know, a game in hand is basically three points. That is three points, yeah. So yeah. they're on Nailed 68. On. Right. So if we're counting Dagenham in, we probably should be counting Borenwood in, but Bromley in 10th on 62. Oh, I've just looked, right? Bro- <laughs> wow. Borenwood's four games that they've got tomorrow uh, today, sorry, they're, they're home to Wrexham. Then they've got us. Then mid, uh, the Tuesday after, they're away at Grimsby. And the final day, they're home to Solihull. So, ouch, that is mm. a, that's a tough run, isn't it, for them? But, yeah. yeah. If, they, mm. if, they, so, if they get into the playoffs uh, after that, it's fair to say they'll right, be in good momentum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've done well for themselves there, haven't they? they? Have. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I I think he probably will make some changes. There there probably were a few tired legs out there, weren't there? Um, yeah. What do you think? How, how how many would would you make if you had to bring people in? I'd make quite a few. Yeah, I would. I would bring Matty Worthington back in for a start. Of course, yeah. For keep forgetting he's available again. Yeah, the freshest legs of the lot. So he comes back in. I think he starts. I think in I'm place tempted, of. I think I'm tempted. Well, I think I'd be tempted. If you're going to keep the same formation and two in the middle, I think I might take them both out. Might yeah. take Gorman and Dieth out and bring in Bradley and Worthington. Bradley and Worthington. Okay. I would. I would just because those, they, they, they did look tired. Mm. They did look tired. Do you know the other change I'd make? And hear me out. I'd stick Max, Max Evans in goal. 
Okay. Because Grant Smith took a very nasty bump in the Halifax Yeah, game. he did, didn't he? Yeah. That looked genuinely scary at one moment. Not nice at all. He Max Hunt is a tall fella. Yeah, and he, he collided, fell, didn't he? Yeah. He fell every every inch of Max Hunt and more, and he hit the ground hard on his back and his neck and his head and his shoulder. And what we've already said was a very hard pitch. Yeah, I uh, there was a part of me. There was a part of me, and I think of us in the press box, Sam, Sheridan, and the Three Valleys guys, who were thinking, "Are we going to have to work out what's going on here?" Is it? You know, we were sat there thinking, "Is there an orange shirt being ready for Luke Wilkinson? Yeah. Is there something going on?" Um, ben Barkley did get up to have a little warm up, so I think the thought processes were going up in in people's minds. And more than that, Grant Smith, we know how good he is. We know we all want him here on the Glovers Cast. We've sung his praises. We all want him next season. But we have not seen this kid, Max Evans, properly yet. And assuming he plays in the Somerset Premier Cup final, let's give him let's give him two games. Let's give him this one. Let's give because it's the deadest of dead rubbers. Bring Grant back in for for Boreham Wood, and then give Max the, the SPC final, have him two each, and then on the final day you fight you fight for it yourselves. But that's just a change. I think I, maybe this is maybe this isn't the wrong game. Maybe he gets Ultrium instead. In in in. As, as his game sort of thing but i i would i would certainly make a few changes um yeah i'd bring robinson in not sure where you bring robinson in though because i don't think morgan williams did a lot wrong at left back no so. but morgan williams has also played right back am i right yeah i think so um, yeah yeah could you play could you uh, mark little maybe take him out for a game i think it came, came off towards the end didn't he I think I'd, if we're going to do that, I think I'd rather just stick Robinson at right back. Yeah. And have Morgan stay at left back because he's done nothing wrong there. No, um, no. So if you're going to make those kind of changes, uh, try and keep things like for like, don't make two changes for the sake of making one. So, um, yeah, it was interesting. Ben Barkley came on in midfield as well. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> he came yeah. on in midfield just to sit on, sit on Matt Warburton, really, mm-hmm. and just kind of not try and nullify him out of the game. It was okay. It didn't really work. I'm not sure it's, a, it's an experiment I want to see go too much longer. Um, Charlie Wakefield will be an interesting to see, to see if he's available mm-hmm. again, because, again, Tom Knowles get battered about, and I'm not sure Tom Knowles has got another hour in him. So whether Sonny comes in and then Charlie off the bench maybe goes that way around. Um, and I'd possibly be tempted to start without a Yusuf, because I don't think he was terrible when he came off the bench and just bundled his way around at the head of affairs. So again, I maybe, maybe just switch out a fair few, but maybe that's too many changes, but I guess you can make lots of changes for a dead rubber. Yeah. It doesn't really matter to him. I'll definitely keep Neufeld in. I'd like to see more, oh, more yeah. of him. I think he's the, he's the difference. He's the piece of uh, quality that people will come to, will come to see. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't disagree with those changes, but other than that, I can't really get myself too animated about the game. No, it's difficult, isn't it? I, I wonder what Wilson are thinking. They've obviously lost a couple as well on the on the in recent weeks. They were at home to Dagenham and lost, and then they lost uh, against Altrium, um, who have picked up a couple of wins actually, ironically. Um, yeah, it's a strange game. It's a really strange game. Wilson have conceded a few goals, and you know we've talked about moments this season and and finding moments to get people excited. And I wonder if you know we can if we can score a couple. A couple of goals, excuse me, just might be a moment, a moment in the penultimate home game. I don't know, but that's pretty much all I've <laughs> all I've got on Wilson. To be fair, yeah, um, I'm not sure there's much more we can say than that. No, exactly. It's a 
it's a strange game. I'm, I'm, yeah. Team news is going to be very, very interesting for that one. Um, if you are going, enjoy it. Have fun. Ian's on co-commentary if you're not going, so you can more than welcome dial in and listen to his dulcet tones. That's what I'll be doing um, at three o'clock on Monday afternoon. I'm no doubt we'll get a chance to chat about it as the, uh, as the podcasts move on. Do we need to say anything else about Wilson? No. We haven't. We, ha- we we haven't got a Wilson fan. It, I, yeah, I I noticed uh, in the Halifax game. I said to you before we started recording that on my Twitter feed, I searched the hashtag YTFC. In the entire ninety minutes, there wasn't a single tweet that didn't come from the official channel. Even the supporters have had enough. Even the tweeters have just gone. It's fine. It's the end of the season. It's over. So yes, uh, very interesting that we have to be interested about this game. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we tried our best there, I think. It's weird because the Boreham Wood game, you've got the aspect of, you know, you've got the the, the cyclists coming home. You've obviously got the the, the runners, haven't you? The, um, is it? Yeah, I was going to ask. No, I haven't seen anything about them, but I'm assuming that is the case. They're running around all the pitches that we, of clubs that Lee played at and we're the last one. Is yeah, right? I think so. So that's happening on that day. Obviously, right. it'll be just, it'll be the last home game proper. So there's kind of little moments about the Boreham Wood game. Um, you'll have Somerset Premier Cup to follow, of course, but then you've got the Legends game on the Saturday. So you've kind of got three little moments there. So, yeah, the Boreham Woods game's got a little bit more on it. And then Altrium, oh, it might just be you in the away end at Altrium, mate. <laughs> yeah, I think there. I think I think there's a few. Clevo's told me he's going to Altrium. So, yeah, we'll see. There'll be a couple of us, I reckon. Okay, right. If you are going to Altrium, if you are going to Boreham Wood to the SPC final, if you're going to the Legends game, those are the, go to the Legends game. Um, right, I think we've done that. I've stretched out the Wilson chat for at least two minutes there, and I think that's I more think, than I, I think that, that's, that's we, we've overdone it there. I that's think more yeah. than I was thinking we would do. <laughs> Let's take some GCQs and get out of here. Okay, right. So, where do we start from the top, please? Okay, this is an interesting one from Finley Charles. Would you take Ryan Seeger back? Goal scoring record in league games, but um, he has added, which I will just have a look at. Um, oh, wait a sec, Seager. No, this isn't going well. I, 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 he has put a picture, but I can't quite figure out. Oh, no, wait a sec. He's, he's saying he's got 26 goals in 37 games in National League South. That is that right? That's just shall, this season. I shall corroborate. Yeah, it looks like 21-22 season, National League South, 37 games, 26 goals, um, average of, uh, yeah, and in the National League, uh, for us in 1920 season, he played twice and didn't score, and in the 1890 season, he played 11 times and scored once. Um, so Finley says, would you take Ryan Seeger back? I know he didn't do... Do, do the best, but he wasn't given much of an opportunity with how well Murphy and Duffers did, and he was unproven. as a similar numbers to the 18-19 season Murphy. So I think he's saying that in the 18-19 season, Reese Murphy was banging him in for Chelmsford, I think we got him from, didn't he? Correct. And Ryan Seeger doing the same for Hungerford, I think, in National League South. So what do you, th- what do you think? Ryan Seeger back? Um... That's assuming that he wants to come back, and that's assuming yeah. we can afford to have him back. That's that's a very big thing. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I think he probably does have a future at our level, um, but I'm not sure it's with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not with okay. him, really, because you can't argue with the numbers. 
mm-hmm. to be honest with you. He's actually the second top scorer in that league. Right. Top scorer of the league is another former Yeovil player, but no one's talking about, does anybody want Sean Jeffers back? Oh, yeah, St. Albans, wasn't he? Yeah, you know he scored I mean? for them so, in the FA Cup, didn't he? Yeah. I think Ryan Seeger is the popular go-to yeah. guy because he's Ryan Seeger and he never really got the chance. But actually, I'd rather have Sean Jeffers. <laughs> you know, more of, a, more of a target manic type thing. More of a more of a Yusufi Reed thing because I think there is a place for that type of striker in our side. But are you suggesting that's not Ruben Reed or Adi Yusuf? I'm suggesting that it. I'm suggesting that you take the next GCQ. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, Harry Eaton. This is one you are going to like. I know. When will we be getting a live show? As soon as the boss tells us to have a live show. There you go. Now, can I just say that you use exactly the same gift that I did because you use Michael Scott from the US office shouting, thank you, as if, no, uh, who, why hasn't anyone mentioned the live show other than me? And do you know when I used it as well? When do you use it as well? James Drew had tweeted saying, bring back the Glover's Cast quiz. Thank you, James. You're the first person. It's not been around for like six weeks now. And you're the first person that's mentioned it. So I do appreciate that, James. I think we need a bit more of a groundswell of um, opinion to uh, to bring it back. But what yeah, is what the we... what is the threshold for back by popular opinion? Is one enough? Or I, don't, I, I think I think we're going to have to go for more than one. I think I think we've got to get over five people calling for it to come back before okay. we give it we give it due consideration. And I say so the same for the live show. But given the number of times you've spoken about it, I think we can add you and Harry Eaton to to make it two so you've got another four to find i've got another five to find i think i can feel a poll coming on on our yeah. homepage, less serious one which one do you yeah, want to come back first ian's gonna set up loads of fake accounts <laughs> isn't he just to write no to vote for them so email, he's gonna email people sending them to uh yeah, yeah get on different ip addresses okay get, get morgan williams's mates to come on and rig it as well yeah <laughs> yeah yes. so yes um i would love a live show but yeah, I'm not in oh, charge of these things. Indeed, indeed. Okay, so Shoe Shoe uh, GCQs uh, with the non-league, uh, with the National League Premier race on again. Uh, see previous comment in regards to Stockport trying the bottle. Eh? Um, which two clubs would you most like to see the back of, and why? And with Mason definitely and Gateshead almost up, which other two clubs from uh, which other with two other clubs of the likely non-league North and, or oh, sorry, National League North and National League South players, would you like to see joining us and why? So who do you want to see the back of out going up from our division and alongside Mainston and probably Gateshead, who would you like to see coming up from National League North and South? Good question, first and foremost. Yeah. Um, so I personally want to lose. Hmm. I think you've got to lose one of Stockport or Wrexham. Yeah. And if that's the case, I'd like to lose Wrexham. Just from a personal point of view, horrible to get yeah. to on a Tuesday night. Didn't want to do that. And if one other can go, I would like to lose Solihull Moors. Okay. Again, horrible little pokey ground. Really bad press box. Horrible place. Uh, yeah, so my choice is if I had to lose two, it would be Wrexham and Solihull Moors. I don't think we're going to lose either. No, um, I mean, I would probably say I'd be, I'd be fairly, uh, yeah, I'd probably say Solihull and maybe Chesterfield. I know Chesterfield's 
quite an easy little trip for you, isn't it? Down um uh, down from Leeds. Well, easy ish anyway. But yeah, I'd um yeah, but Stockport, I think I think we will lose one of Stockport or Wrexham. Um and they're both quite easy to get games for me, so I'd, I'd go to both of them. So, yeah, if I had to pick two out of that top seven, I'd probably say Solihull and uh, Chesterfield. But I don't, again, I don't think we'll lose either of them either. No. And then so, from the nationally south, Maidstone, okay, south first, yeah, yeah, south first. So Maidstone up. You've got a choice of Dorking Wanderers, Dartford, Ebbsfleet, Oxford City, Eastbourne Borough, and Haven't and Waterlooville. Both of them, right? Both okay. Of them. Right. So which one do we want up out of that yeah. lot? Who do you want? Okay. Up? I'm going to say Oxford City. Why is uh, Oxford City? I'm going to say Oxford City because of the Howard Thorington connection, because <laughs> that's where we signed him from. And I don't think, I, 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 I can't remember ever going there, or I did pick up uh, Ed Turnbull, who's been on once or twice on the podcast. Um, I did pick him up from outside of Oxford City. So uh, I know where it is. Um, yeah, I don't really know where Dorking Dartford is. Ebbsfleet, it's a very long way away. Eastbourne, similarly. Haven't is uh, is Portsmouth, isn't it? They're all mm. very, very south, I think. So Oxford City, because it's probably the most northern of the southern ones. Chances are I wouldn't do any of them. So I'm no. actually going to choose Haven't and Waterlooville. As right. that almost, considering we're losing Weymouth, yeah, that almost becomes a bit of a mini... You're not call, calling that a derby. No, that I wasn't going to call it that. But it's going to be a local. They might have a few fans. Right. Easy to get to Boy, for yeah. our fans. I don't know what I'll call it, but I'm not calling it a derby. Of course, it's not a derby. No. But there you go. Uh, National League North, then. Um, Gateshead, for the record, have 90 points yeah. with um, basically two games in hand. They, are, they need a point to secure out of their final two games. And then it's uh, either Brackley, AFC Fylde, uh, Kidderminster Harriers, Chorley, York City, or Boston United. Can I ask, how are Brackley in National League North? Because uh, Brackley is like Milton Keynes, like th- that, that kind of area. He's slightly north of Oxford, but not by an awful lot. It's a, a very southern northern team as well. So I don't want them to start with just on pure geography so i'm gonna go for well i take filed or Chorley because they're very close to me um uh, but i would also take york because york is um uh they've moved grounds as well haven't they is mm-hmm. it the same is it the same location as their old ground was not quite no no right so i would take uh, i would take york uh is it still called kit kat crescent no, they've got a posh sponsor oh, name now, I think, that oh, isn't okay. Kit Kat. Um, yeah, you're, you're right about the National League North. I didn't realise how far... Gloucester City are in the North. Yeah, yeah I know. Hereford. They, yeah, it seems like. They have to play Blythe Spartans away. Yeah, that's a very long way. <laughs> Ridiculous yeah. for, a, for a, a Northern division. Yeah. Um, Gateshead how, away, that's a bloody long way as well, isn't it? Yeah, right up next to it. I mean, even Spennymore and Darlington. Uh-huh. I mean, there's nothing... Jeez, I'm just looking now at the the league table. There's, I mean, Farsi and Geisley are in there. They're they're next to me. For me, I'm I, I'm absolutely picking York City. I really hope York City do go up. I remember going to York a couple of times um, before they went down. Um, yeah. So yeah, absolutely for me, York City to join Gateshead. I do both of them. Do Gateshead still play at the massive ground where they got about twenty the, people in the Athletic Stadium? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yes. I'm pretty sure they do. So yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, I'll be all right with. I'm all right with Gateshead, although that is that is still quite a trek even from mm. where I live. But um, yeah, 
Yeah, I, I can't imagine too many people in Yeovil are going to be thrilled about the prospect, unless they're flying up. I know, I remember when we played Darlington, a few people flew up to Newcastle, didn't they? So maybe that's it. Make a weekend of it in, um, yeah, on the time. If you, think, if you think we're going to be unhappy about it, poor old Torquay. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, what if they get that in a midweek? Crikey. Yeah. So there you go, Hugh. We'd like York City, please, and I'll have Havant and Waterlooville. Yeah, and who did I say? Oxford City, wasn't You're it? Oxford yeah. City, yes. Oxford City. Okay, okay. Right, so that's huge question. Uh, Clevo, similar kind of theme. Given the strength of the National League, should there be two automatic promotion spots um, to play for, one uh, and one via the players, with three coming down from the EFL? Yes. Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, Absolutely. I think it's... Fair to say that any team, I would fancy any team in that top seven again, any team, certainly in the bottom half of League Two, uh, and I think Sutton and Barrow, who were pretty nobody's favourites to do anything in the seasons they went up, have gone up and stayed up, and Sutton are in the playoffs, aren't they? In League. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think, I, I would say definitely 100%. Start the petition. Yeah, and and we we beat Stevenage. <laughs> yeah, season. exactly. You know yeah, what I mean, yeah. it's it, it's not just top seven, bottom seven clubs. It's it's I would fancy in one-off games, pretty much most of the national league to have yeah. to have a crack at a, a Barrow, a Stevenage, a Walsall, a Crawley. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, absolutely it needs to be three up, three down. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. And we're going to finish with a nice question here from Debs Curtis, Glover's Girl. Who are you most looking forward to seeing back at Hewis Park for the Legends game? It's another plug there, isn't it? May the 14th. Get your tickets now. That's three plugs? I think that's three plugs, yeah. Kev, if you're listening, you, you, yeah, you, you, you owe us, um, wait, I was anything. You're going to say us nothing. (laughs) Um, he replied. Did you see Kev? Kev replied saying he's looking forward to seeing the fans. Oh, what a no. guy. Yeah, what a what guy. A, what a guy. Yeah. Okay. Part of me think I'm looking forward to seeing Kev. Yeah. Um, for me, it's that the midfield. Tram lines have to be there, though. Do, you, do and, we agree with that? And the white boots, ideally. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, on. Which player of the players that are, are playing are you most looking forward to seeing? It's the midfield for me. It's that yeah. midfield. That midfield is is different gravy, isn't it? Gavin Williams, looking forward yeah. to seeing Chrissy Cohen on the pitch. Yeah. Aaron Davis, it's that midfield for me. Take your pick of any of them. I, yeah, that midfield is is different gravy. Mm. I, I, I am hoping Jevo still still plays because Sunderland are in the playoffs now, aren't they? They've made it through oh. to the playoffs, so I don't know whether that affects it in any way. I don't know when the playoffs are. They're the this week. One. Are they? Hang on. Hang on, talk amongst yourselves. Oh, I'll tell you yeah. what, I'll look for this. Can you plug the um, Glover's Past that's coming out on Wednesday? Oh, but we're not going to give it away, are we? We're not going to say... Don't give it, it away, but, like, drop some hints. Oh, hits. okay. Okay, so there is a wheelie good... Oh, what are you <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Glover's Past, uh, which is coming up this Wednesday. Uh, the player in question um, will be uh, playing in the Legends game. Uh, in the Oval Town uh, Legends 11. Um, yes, and he's in the Glover's past. Oh, dear, 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 dear. Uh, good news. Uh, the second yeah. leg of the semi final is on the 9th. Okay. Um, and then the final isn't until the 21st. Oh, okay. So there's plenty of time then. Loads yeah, of time. Yeah. Who's there? 
Oh, Alex Neal, isn't it, his manager at Sunderland? Okay, yes, right. So, so we, it, yeah, when we got to Gateshead, we were all going, thank Alex Neal for letting Jevo um, come back for the um, for the Legends game. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I hope he, uh, I hope he scored. But that midfield is going to be, um, yeah, might be 20 years on. Um, but nevertheless, it, it could be could be quite good. And I'm looking forward to seeing Gary Johnson as a Yeovil Town manager again. That would be, um, that would be a good thing. Exactly. Do you reckon he'll drop his CV off on the way? I imagine he's probably quite happy with where he is, yeah, given the right. given the predicament of um of where we are at the moment. But yeah, what, what I what I would say as well, by the way, this isn't a game just to celebrate that bygone era that right. some of us call uh, down memory lane. But Darren Sal's coming back, Terry Skiverton's coming back to kind of have a little thank you to a number of supporters. So if you are a fan of this year and you don't quite get what us old fogies are harping on about there's still a thing to come back and say thanks to Darren Sahl I was lucky enough to speak to him um, regarding his programme notes and he's looking forward to coming back and, and seeing a few Yeovil fans Terry Skiverton kind of left quietly out the back door to go to Charlton and this will be his first time back as well so yeah there's there's lots of names I'm really looking forward to, to seeing there's one other I'm also really looking forward to seeing you and Ian no, no, come on. That's oh, nice. it. That's, that's, yeah. We'll see each other. We'll see, you'll see plenty of me, won't you? Because we'll be in a car all the way down from the northwest, and then we'll be a car all the way back again for that alternating game the following day. There are two spare seats in the back of my car as well, if anybody fancies. I'll, I can get you two alternating. I'm not taking you back. You have to find your own way back. Anything to split the fuel. Jeez. Um, no. Right. I think. Should we wrap it? Should we call it? I think that's it. And obviously, uh, that is us for, for, for this week. We look forward to recording on Thursday and we see whether we have a um, special guest joining us for Thursday's podcast. We'll wait and, and see. And we will have the Glovies. And we will have the Glovies, yes. But do keep tuning in for Elliot's updates from around all the places where Lee Collins uh, was a player. So keep uh, keep a watch on the feed for those. They'll only be short, few minutes, so you don't have to give up a morning or anything to listen to them. Cheers, everybody. Have a lovely, lovely match day. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 